Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living, and learning languages. Hello guys, my name is Kirsten Cable, and in today's episode, I have got a Q&A episode, one of my favorite things to do. I have a question from a listener that I'm going to attempt to answer, and I'll tell you today's is a tricky one, so I am going to do my very best, and it really gave me some food for thought this week, so I hope you'll find the topic really interesting. Let's take a second and think about memory. A good memory makes language learning a lot easier. Think of a new word of vocabulary. If you only hear and consider that vocabulary word once, you're likely to have forgotten that same word within six days. And that's quick. But every time that you consider that word again, you might look at it on a flashcard, you might see it on your vocab list, you might use it, you might hear it. That six-day period becomes a little bit longer. Repeat a new word and do this consideration process five or six times and you won't forget it so quickly. And you may want a 21st century solution to this and that is where my wonderful sponsor comes in. I'm so proud that this show is supported right now by Smart Cards Plus, a flashcards app, super modern, super well designed, and it's available for all Apple devices. So you can study flashcards on your iPhone or your iPad. Now, we just talked about this idea that you need to consider a word again and again and again. And SmartCards Plus does all of those calculations for you. The app tracks your progress over time, so it saves you the study time by cutting out all the words you already know and zooming in on helping you remember the ones that you don't remember yet. It's very well designed with a simple interface that gets out of your way and lots of custom options and a wonderful statistics page. So if you like to look at what you recover best, how many words are in your long-term memory, how many words you acquired this week, etc. And you find that interesting and motivating for yourself. SmartCards Plus has it all built in. It's ready for the iPhone 10 if you are using the latest and it's right there in the App Store for you. So you can either use SmartCards Plus and download it from the App Store. It's free to use and to try out. You'll be supporting our show. But if you want to go one step further and let them know that we sent you and while you're there, claim a bit of a freebie, you can go to smartcardsplus.com slash fluent, where you will get a premium account trial for 30 days to take advantage of all the features. So that's smartcardsplus.com slash fluent. Highly recommended that you guys check out this app. So we've just talked about memory and today's topic is actually one about memory too. Today's question didn't come from a listener as such, but a friend who I spoke to, a colleague I met in my co-working space, and he has a very interesting linguistic history, being a half Belgian, half English person with Nigerian roots. So as a child, he grew up in a Nigerian environment family who I believe spoke Igbo. And though I am aware that there are dozens, if not hundreds of Nigerian languages of which I don't know every single one, but I think that's the one we discussed. And he also spoke Flemish as a kid, because if you don't know, Belgium is bilingual, bilingual. 
officially with French and Flemish. And my friend spoke the Flemish language. However, now he finds himself as an adult having left all those language, language and linguistic be backgrounds behind. And he has found that he's hit his 30s thinking, I don't know any Flemish anymore. My language skills aren't good enough to go and work there. I've lost touch with my roots and the Nigerian language. Let's not even talk about it. OMG, what do I do now? So we were chatting about this, about the idea that you can forget a language and the question is how do I relearn a language that I have forgotten? That's what I've been pondering this week. Now if you're listening and you are somebody who learned a language in the past, I believe that there is a distinction that we want to think about and the distinction is between how you learned those languages, whether you learned the language as a child, maybe before you could even read and write, whether you picked it up from your environments, your family, and then your actual skill of expressing yourself may have been or seemed quite high, or whether you learned the language as an adult, say how I learned Spanish, which is that when I was around 20, 21, maybe even younger, I did two years of intensive Spanish and I was a confident Spanish speaker who could also write, who also knew the tenses and the grammar things, etc. I basically studied Spanish for two years and I was quite competent in the Spanish language. But that's not the same as having grown up as a truly bilingual Spanish speaker. Now, why not and what is the difference there? First of all, let's consider... No matter how you studied the language before, no matter which language it is, it could be something similar to English or close to English, something like perhaps Spanish or French, or it could be something that for English native speakers is often considered crazy difficult, like Japanese or, or you know, Cantonese, Mandarin. If you have studied before, you will never ever come to that language as a full beginner again doesn't matter how you studied, but there is such a thing as being a, a false beginner. And that false beginner is what I want to discuss today. How do you get from false beginner to I'm back in the saddle? If you studied as an adult before, I'm not aware of any research. I looked into this this week. I'm not aware of any research into how you regain language as such like what happens in your brain what do you pick up first but I have seen anecdotal evidence and I've found it in myself as well that it tends to be relatively quick to regain grammar and yay that means the skill of expressing yourself and grammar gets forgotten less than vocab like you will you will not be able to remember the words in the language that you studied 10 years ago but you will be able to put sentences together and to get those concepts in order relatively quickly my theory as to why is that adults when they are learning and by adults i mean anybody who wants to understand abstract concepts so if you are studying at 16 i'm in my head you're kind of an adult learner Adults have this desire to understand how abstract concepts fit together, to, to really understand how the world makes sense and how the world works. Once you've learned 
the grammar of your target language, you understand how that language fits together and how the world is kind of organized and expressed through language in that target language. And that's a big conceptual shift to understanding something. It's not as simple as I'm just remembering a word and I have memorized this word and now I can recall it. This is more than recalling. This is applied recall. And as such, you are using what you're learning in a completely different way, which may assist it in sort of getting anchored in your long-term memory. Plus, once you've learned the grammar of a target language, it also follows that you've gained a new and a different perspective on your native language. Exposure matters But exposure to grammar is actually present as you speak and think about your native language and you express yourself in your native language from now on. And that may explain why it's easier to regain grammar and why grammar, once learned, understood and applied for a little while, will stick in your mind quite well, really. Now, in terms of forgetting vocabulary, that's also makes it clearer why this may have happened. It's a lot to do with what we discussed in the Smart Cards Plus message, which is why I put those two together. This idea of the forgetting curve, the more exposure you have to words and expressions in your target language, and really the more repeated exposure and you really consider, the less likely you are to forget those. But the exposure, you know, in a in say my Spanish, there's a a long gap and I don't speak Spanish regularly now so what even if it's even if something's anchored in my long-term memory it can be very very difficult for me to recall those words but when I see them I am I have a little bit of an easier time remembering them then again because they were already there somehow so you're more likely to have forgotten a lot of vocab but you may find regaining it it also a little bit faster than you found it the first time. But that's very hard to measure. And like I said, I don't, I'm not aware of any research that speaks to this specific situation. If you know any, please do write in. I'd love to check it out. Now, if you were surrounded by the language as a child, things may be a little bit different because children learn differently to adults. There is no awareness of the learning. It's not the conscious effort that you put in when you're an adult. And you guys know what I'm talking about when I say language learning is a conscious effort, right? Learning as a kid is unconscious, which is why it's often described by various marketing messages as effortless. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And it's actually not error-free either when you observe how kids learn. And when you do look into what's been observed about how kids learn, it's not actually very different to how adults learn as such. And the way children learn doesn't lead to significantly better results, only measurably in one area, and that's accent. And I think you and I agree we'll, we'll get over that for now. We're just trying to express ourselves. So don't panic whether you've got this unconscious knowledge as such, but consider how you want to feel and what you want to use your language for. Those questions are very important, especially if you learned as a kid. And there may be a lot of emotional and 
the kind of softer motivation. You may not need it as a transactional language. You may not need it for the intellectual desire. You may really want to reconnect with perhaps the people that were around you at that time. For me, considering the home accent or the Mosul Franconian dialect that we speak at home, if I learned that, I would instantly dream of, you know, connecting war with my grandma and often it's about going back to your roots so consider how you want to feel in regaining this language and what you want to use the language for and we'll get back to that in the study plan that I'll give you in a minute so there we are unconscious and conscious language acquisition unconscious and conscious ways of learning how to use language Here's an example to illustrate that might help you consider this as well. One interesting comparison is in learning the grammar of the English language as an adult. If you've never learned it before, just imagine. Here is a system that you use every day. You totally understand it. You can make good use, but you've never looked under the hood. You don't need to. You know instinctively what's right and what's not right. Whereas somebody learning the English language as a foreign language, they will make a lot of mistakes because they haven't developed that feel for the language yet. But they are consciously trying to avoid those errors. So you learned English grammar unconsciously, whereas I, for example, as a German, had to learn it consciously. So I don't say things like, he had been going to the school last week, going, gone. It's bamboozling but it's fascinating to start opening your eyes to this and imagine having to relearn your own language English as a native speaker no matter whether you learn language consciously or unconsciously one of the things that you'll probably be wanting to get back is vocabulary so I want to speak very briefly to how to learn or how to relearn vocab and the way I talk about learning and relearning vocab is that you have three steps in this process you can read about them as well in the vocab cookbook which as the name already says it's it's a book I wrote and I wrote it in the style a little bit of a cookbook so that means I'm presenting lots of different methods and they're all make some kind of meal <laughs> The comparison, there are different ways of going about learning vocabulary. And in this book, you'll, you'll learn more about these three steps. So the three steps are acquire, memorize, and review. By acquire, I mean to learn the vocabulary of your target language. First of all, just by finding it somewhere. You know, and you can find vocabulary in lots and lots of different sources. So this is, imagine, I'm, I've always got this idea of the kid running around with the butterfly net. So your words and expressions in your target language are the butterflies just fluttering all around you. And you've got the butterfly net and you're running around and jumping and reaching out for the different words of vocabulary to kind of catch them. And this is really what you need to do because vocabulary is all over the place, right? It's all the words that you don't know yet in conversations, films, music, books, YouTube, your textbook, in every single language exchange, every single time at the start that you try to express yourself, you'll need new words, everything you look up in the dictionary. It's a lot. So the acquire stage is about 
developing your own system that works for you in just capturing all these different words that are fluttering around and organizing them in a way that makes sense to you. You can make yourself digital flashcards, you can write them in a list, you can, I don't know, stick them on post-its and put them up all around the house. They're all things I've done before and they all work in their own way. You've got to choose what works best for you the recipe that works best for you. So that's the acquire stage. The memorize stage is about how you can get those words from, say, your butterfly collection of vocabulary into your memory. How do you make the connection that when you look at that word, you know what it means? And you'll find that with some words, for example, the cognates, something like the word internacional in español, in Spanish, and the word international in German and the word international in French, they are pretty straightforward to figure out. You don't need to memorize those all that much. But then a word like Kilkraun, that's the Welsh for magazine, you may need to take a step or two. So how to memorize vocabulary is a very interesting process and it depends on what makes words sticky for you and I'll link to a few articles and videos I've done about this topic in the show notes because we can do a whole show about this I promise you I will and the third stage is review and this is when we get to repetition this is when we get to seeing those words on a regular basis you need to make sure if we're talking, you know, you've got your nice organized word slash butterfly collection, you need to look at those regularly so that you can remember them and they can go into your long-term memory. Again, this can be done with an app. This can be done with a list or a list method. Uh, a lot of people, for example, like to use gold list. Uh, it can just be done by really natural exposure, trusting that the words that you'll need the most you're going to need them the most, so they'll automatically come up again. And to a certain extent, that is very, very true. You're going to learn the most common thousand words in your target language without even trying to learn all that much vocabulary. But it helps. It really shortcuts things when you do review. So those are the three steps. And it doesn't matter what level you used to be in your language. You want to acquire, you know, capture that vocab. You want to memorize it. And then you want to build a good review process. Lots more about that in the show notes. Now let's talk about a relearning plan. And I've sort of written notes for two kinds of plans here. Let me start with the perhaps easier, more straightforward one, because it is more familiar and more similar to how we normally talk about language learning. And that is if you previously learned the language as a adult, as an adult. So you might have followed a classroom. A lot of people did a little bit of, say, German, French or Spanish in school. So, you know, so you may have done 10 years ago, a bit of a language in school. And to me, that's having learned it like an adult consciously. So here are a few tips for how to regain your language skills in a way that makes them stick and in a way that doesn't feel like all that much work. Tip number one, consider what you liked and what worked for you last time. So you can recreate the conditions for success. And this goes the other way around too. So if there's something that you didn't like last time, you may want to make sure that you don't do that again. 
Classroom learning is not for everybody. If you didn't enjoy that last time, you do not need to return to the classroom in order to regain your language skills. But if you know, oh, last time we played these cool games, you know, in the group, you may want to you may want to look and reach out and find this group and perhaps even run a fun sort of, you know, your own group environment for language learning. You may want to invite a few native speaking friends. There's lots of ways of recreating that. Or if you really enjoyed the literature that you read last time, you know, reach for that again. So consider what you liked, what worked for you last time, so that you can recreate the conditions for success And by the conditions for success, I really mean conditions for enjoying language learning because that'll lead to your success automatically. Number two, go with a lot of exposure. You may not find that you are reactivating all that much consciously. It may not feel like, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. But you will be able to understand more than if you came at this from zero. So going with a lot more exposure will be handy. And by exposure, it could be as simple as just putting on Spanish radio stations for half an hour in the morning, seeing what you pick up. Podcasts, videos, you know, spoken language is a good way of getting a little bit of exposure. Or you may want to read a little bit. Number three, do follow a textbook. So I really think, you know, go to the library or hit Amazon and just get your favorite language learning textbook. Maybe a Teach Yourself, maybe a, a Pimsleur program, a Michelle Thomas, doesn't matter, doesn't even have to be a book as such. But you want to have something that is a systematic language course and look into it and then really check through all those different units that they have because they are designed to give you comprehensive grammar knowledge up to a certain level, up to a certain level of competency. And just skim as much as you can. Don't feel obliged to really study it all again. If you look at something, you go, oh yeah, I remember this. How did that work again? That's what the textbook is for. But most sessions at the at the early stages, you might be able to check up on and tick them off in about 10 minutes. And that's not really a problem. That's a good thing. So follow the structure of a textbook because it may recreate, again, the conditions in which you first learned, which could be really beneficial. But just skim as much as you can. Give yourself permission to skip around. And tip number four, speak as soon as you can with a patient partner and a large range of topics. So find at least 10 to 15 different topics, questions to ask them. They could be things about uh, neighborhood, etc. And really try to cover life as it is now. Because many learners who studied 10, 15, 20 years ago may find that you'll know lots of expressions. But the expressions that you do know, they're not actually useful for life as you are living it right now. Because to be honest, you don't really want to talk anymore about how you are 15 years old, you've got a guinea pig, you've got an older sister and you don't like PE lessons. So think about what you want to talk about right now. And you may also find that the range and intensity and level of intellectual engagement that you want to express in your target language now is completely different to how it was before, which is the correct environment to start learning something brand new. 
if you used to speak the language as a child, your relearning plan of attack is not going to be crazy different. But I do think that because all of your knowledge has been gained unconsciously and that you've not had a huge grammatical kind of analysis run through your head, you've never had to do that, lucky you, you still understand the language, you can go about it in a slightly different way. Number one, increase your exposure to as much as you can possibly get. Films, music, YouTube, maybe books, if you can read and write in your target language. But especially if you first learned as a small child, you may find that you have very high comprehension skill, really passable speaking skills, but you can't read and write in your language because you never learned that because you stopped when you were four. But never mind, get as much exposure as you possibly can. And then let's expand on this reading and writing thing. Consider whether you really need all four core skills. If you are a regular listener, you know that I always advise learners to learn all four core skills because that is the most comprehensive way to gain fluency. But if you want to recover language levels as they were when you were a kid, you want to function in that way and that's sort of a good goal where you are for now, chances are you're thinking of a time when you may have been pre-writing. So focus on speaking and listening. All will be well. And if you get there and then discover that you're missing something, move on from that point. Consider the new knowledge. Tip number three is to reconnect with the language community. Again, because your language skills were gained through so much interaction that you may really benefit from putting yourself back into that interaction. Community is so, so important with any language learning journey. And you may now feel like you're on the outside of a group that you really want to become a member of. So it's time to connect and it's time to make those links so that you can become a member of that group again. And tip number four, this is where my advice is different for someone who learned as a kid. Get yourself a grammar resource, something like a textbook or just a straight up grammar book. They are so underestimated. <laughs> but only use it when you really need it. You may find that you are able to express what you're going to do next week and what you did as a kid. And you may find that all those ways of expressing yourself, they just come to you. You never need to really think about it. So if the question of, hmm, why is this happening, doesn't come up in your mind, you may not really need to follow that question because the competence that you have from having learned before may reactivate itself. So whether you learned a language as a kid or as an adult before, and no matter how long your gap is between first learning a language and then learning a language again and forgetting it, or whether you last spoke it 20 years ago, whether you last spoke it two years ago, doesn't matter. First of all, rest assured and know that you can do this, you can absolutely relearn the language and there are lots of different strategies that will help you get there and you'll always have a leg up on a complete beginner. Whenever we learn something new, it 
doesn't entirely get lost. There's always something that it's added to our life. So it sticks with us. In the show notes for this week's episode, I have clipped a few articles on this idea of unconscious language learning, a few articles containing further tips and experiences, and also a link to the vocab cookbook if you are interested in my vocabulary learning collection of <laughs> recipes and how I see this process of acquiring, memorizing and reviewing new vocab. That's it once again for the Fluent Show episode 86. I'm so grateful to you for listening. I'm so grateful to our sponsor Smart Cards Plus. Check them out once again at smartcardsplus.com slash fluent. Simple. And please Come and say hi on Twitter, where this show is at The Fluent Show. Or you can find The Fluent Show at www.fluent.show, where there's a contact form where you can send me your questions, comments and input if you want to hear it on the show. To finish, a thank you to our sponsors, Smart Cards Plus, and a big request if you want to support us really quickly, why not tweet about The Fluent Show today and share which episode you've listened to and what you've enjoyed the most about it. That's it from me. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.